Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We have been all over the gamut on today's show. Welcome back, everybody. This is Oilers Now, brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer, the ideal place to start your daily vacation. Uh, we're going to head off momentarily to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063, the River Cree Resort and Casino Excitement. Bet on it, open 24-7, 365. Keep texting us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Uh, lots Lots of uh, comments pertaining to uh, trades. Uh, also, we brought up the fact that uh, Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, if they stayed as Oilers in their career, my hope would be that they would one day pass Wayne Gretzky because it would be a sign in terms of goals. They're both closing in on 300. Wayne's got double that. It's a different time when Wayne played, but scoring is going up. Um, and then we talked about the Battle of Alberta and how, you know, and I'm not writing Calgary off. I know they're about 18%. We're going to get some thoughts from Mark Spector here momentarily. Uh, Jay has texted us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line 7804960063. Bob, I like the idea of playing the Flames over the Kings. I think we're built better to beat teams like Calgary. Sorry to say, but Taylor Hall was overrated. Hard to compare defense to forwards, but as much as it hurt, I think we needed Larson at the time. Taylor has underachieved since leaving Edmonton. Usually our trades go get Stanley Cups. Maybe this is Taylor's year. Well, there was one trade where Jarrett Stoll and uh, Matt Green got Cups, but the Oilers got the better player at the time of the deal, Vizhnovsky. So you can text us 780-496-0063. Guests on the show receive gift cards to Japanese Village, Edmonton's favorite teppanyaki steak restaurant. Come and check out their new location, 3975 Calgary Trail. We head off to the River Creek Resort Casino Hotline. Welcome back to the show. Sportsnet spec Mark Spector for Aquarian Renovations and Experience, where sharing gets started today at Aquarian. AquarianRenovations.com. Hello, Mark. How you doing? Oh, doing pretty well, Bobby. I, I like the. Uh, I thought the most one-sided trade for sure was a trade that saw uh, stolen green going out. I thought Edmonton got killed in that trade, and I think there's a much more argument to be made between Hall and Larson. There's completely different players, but I, I thought the LA trade was no contest. I thought Edmonton got yeah. crushed in that trade. If you recall, Jared Stoll was coming off of concussion issues at that time, and yeah. was not. The player, and you would never meet a better guy. Like, he was just, you know what he was hold like. Hold on, hold on. He, people thought that there might be concussion issues. Was there concussion issues? No, there wasn't, right? He played a long time yeah. and won cups after. So yeah, yeah, they may know, have thought no, that, yeah. but they were wrong. Yeah, no, they, they lost the trade. And Vizhnovsky 
was never he got moved right before his no movement clause kicked in as you recall he was not happy here he was at the time he was considered a better player than both those guys when the trade went down what's the old comment sure. from Sam Pollock you get the best player uh, you yeah. win the deal I'll tell not you the deal. yeah we'll tell you the genesis of this so uh, a texter said could either Connor McDavid or Leon settle catch Wayne Gretzky in career goals well there's only one way that happens and that's if they play their other entire career uh, so then I thought back Mark to our interview with Wayne Gretzky in the 0708 season when the Phoenix Coyotes were in town because there was a lot of concern about single ownership, as you recall at that time. The Edmonton Investors Group had the team, and Wayne cut me off and said, and you know how polite Wayne is, and he goes, look, you guys, you know, you don't have to worry, you know, with Daryl Cates on the team, he's going to sign his best players long-term. And and you know what? That's what they've done. Now, they may have ended up trading them in the case of Hall or Everlay, and that was the genesis of how that conversation morphed. But you look at it, Nugent Hopkins, a seven-year and eight-year deal, right? Max Sturm-length deals. Uh, you got Dreisaitl at, and, and McDavid both on eight-year deals. You got Nurse on an eight-year deal. They've, the Oilers have signed, you know, their best players as long as, as, long as they can. And oh, yeah. In, in a cap world, look, all you can ask of your owner, like there's owners like Jerry Jones that are standing on the sidelines, and there's owners like the Aquilinis in Vancouver that get really involved in hockey ops issues more so than they should. You know, you got other owners who hire coaches. All of that stuff happens all over the place. All I want from my owner, if I'm a Canadian hockey fan, is spend to the cap and make sure that when it's time to spend money that you're not leaving some on the table or saving some for someone else. And Daryl Cates, you know, none of us, Daryl doesn't, he's not around. We don't see him. He's not around the practice and all those things. But one thing about Daryl Cates is he spends to the cap every single year. He gives Ken Holland all the money he needs. So there's absolutely no track record here, Bob, that says when it comes time to spend money on McDavid and Dreisaitl, like Daryl Cates isn't going to spend money on them. Absolutely. Well, the question is, is this where they want to collect their money? And, yeah. you know, that's, that's, and that's one thing that, one thing that's going to help. It, I mean, we know they got to win. And so I want to talk about the impact of what we're seeing out of the addition of Matthias Eckholm. Cause Mark, right now, the order's top pairing is Matthias Eckholm and Evan Bouchard five on five. Mm-hmm. Like Eckholm's plus 10 as an order. And people say, ah, it's an adequate. They're they're ten goals for two against five e five when they're together on the ice. How so many games he played here now? I think he's oh, played. I think he's seven. seven. Yeah, I think he's yeah. played seven. So, yeah, so there you go. So what do you want me to say about that? <laughs> what do you think? What do you think? I mean, what do you think of it? How do you think it's worked out so far? Oh, awesome! I mean, listen, I I was a I guy that ever tell you what to say. You know that. <laughs> You wouldn't listen anyways, because we've had those conversations before. (laughs) Listen, I think Echo is more so than Chikrin, who plays a different style. Yeah, he's cheaper. Yeah, he's younger. If you're building a team for today, today, Echo is a better player. Today, Echo is a player the Oilers need more, and we're watching it. You know, he's. I heard a reference to him and Larson earlier in the conversation with Staples. and, And listen, he's probably not quite as rough. Probably not quite as physical as as Larson. That's fair to say, but he's three times better with the puck on a stick. That feed he made was it him that gave it to Bukestad last night? Yes. Yeah. What a dandy little 
sauce pass that was. Uh, he can carry the puck. He moves it way better. He's he's very good with the puck on a stick, and he's an excellent defender. This guy, you know, he's he's a he's a really good addition heading into the playoffs here. Well, Mark, I got another one for, you. and you know how much I like Reed Schaefer. I might have liked Reed Schaefer more than any other media guy in town. I know what I saw against Seattle. And I know what the guys that are the former Golden Bear guys that are running teams as GMs or coaching teams in the Western League thought of Reed Schaefer, and they're like Stoff, throwback player. They don't make him like that kid anymore. Like he's mm. he's he's a unicorn in today's game. I love Reed Schaefer. They gave up a number one. Tyson Berry was a popular guy. Uh, you know, it'd been a while since Ken Holland had made a trade like that at the deadline. Ken, Ken does a lot of his work in free agency, and it's been good work the last couple of years. It's got to be stated, but. The reality is the trade was worth it. Today, Mark Stewart spoke at an event with the fans, uh, the season seat holders, and and said point blank, you can already see the impact with Bouchard, and he talked about the potential impact with Broberg as well. And I, that was a, a really interesting comment, right? Like, you don't think that Broberg isn't taking some in with Ekholm in terms of how he plays the game. And they're going to be different because Broberg isn't as thick as, and heavy as Ekholm, but he can skate better. Uh, and 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 so I think this is this has a chance. Plus ten and seven games, spec. That's that's the numbers. One goal, four points. Yeah. Plus ten. I mean, come on. It's it's obviously, it's been a good addition to this point so far. It, and maybe at thirty-five, you know, we're we're hey, he's he's looking a little slow afoot. But it, I don't think anybody can say, and he plays with such composure, Mark. Yeah, defensemen that play the way he plays, you know, knock wood on injuries. They, they, there's a long life on those guys. They can still help you into their mid thirties. You know, the the Stanley Cup playoffs are dotted with guys like Ryan McDonough and you know Brooks Orpik and all these older, hard nosed defensemen that you know maybe does he does he. Stop rushing the puck a little bit as much. Sure, he probably will. Does he play a smarter game and a little more economy of motion as he gets older? Sure, he probably will. But that defenseman, uh, there's there's always room for a 35 year old defenseman who knows how to take care of his own end on the Stanley Cup team. There always has been. Yeah, Leon Drysaddle was on it last night, wasn't he? I know you oh boy. you asked him some questions after your thoughts. Yeah. Yeah, I wrote them top to bottom in my piece today. And, uh, yeah, that's vintage dry saddle last night. And, you know, when you look at his numbers, like that's the piece I wrote, is this – it's a fair question to ask. Is this guy the best European forward in the game today? And I'm counting Russians as Europeans. I realize that, you know, Russia can be in Asia too. But <laughs> um, is he the best European forward? I mean, he's is he better than Pasternak? Well, he's got – a lot more points than Pasternak, and they both came out of the same draft in 2014. You know, is he... I mean, you tell me, Bob. There's there's not many guys that have... He's about to have his... He's had, what, 350-goal seasons? And he... No, excuse me. 250-goal seasons, and he's about to have his third, and he's got four 100-point seasons. Uh, there are very few players in the game today that can claim those kind of numbers. Uh, this guy, we're, it's, it's hitting me, and maybe it's hitting me late, Bob. We're watching a Hall of Fame player here. That's what we're watching. Uh, yeah, Mark, since the start of the 16-17 season, McDavid's number one, Dry Settles number two in points, and it's not close. Yeah. Like, there's not a player on another team within 200 points of Connor, and Leon's 80 points up on uh, Nate McKinnon, who's third. 
Right. So we're not, know, one on the best, one. we're not talking the best European player. He's, <laughs> we're talking one of the, you know, those numbers would suggest he's amongst the best players in the world. Right. Right. And when you, you know, you look at the list of guys that, I mean, it was fun last night, those stats you're throwing out. You know, Connor McDavid and Dry Settle are, are the first two players to hit 100 points this year. They were also that last year, right? Yeah. The last time two teammates did that, it was it was Esposito and Orr in the mid 70s. Like, you're bringing up records with Espo and Orr, man. <laughs> you know, that's that's serious stuff. Every time these guys do something, we're bringing up Mario Lemieux. Uh, in terms of European players with accomplishments, Dry Settle's at right now. We're talking about guys like Solani and Ovechkin. And uh, Yari Curry and Yaramir Yager, like all these guys are in the Hall of Fame. They're all the best players ever. And Drysaddle's walking right in with all these guys. It's it's really impressive. Mark, can you explain to our listeners how it works on the road versus how it works at home for potential player? Is it the same in terms of who gets uh, how the requests work and that sort of thing? I mean, obviously before the game, you were, we request players because I'm not there post game, Mark, because I'm doing the post game show for Chad, right? So I'm not part of that process. Yep. Uh, and I put my request in if I want to do a one on one sit down interview with a guy yep. uh, separate, right? Just because it's we're looking for five minutes. But maybe explain to the listeners how it all works. Well, practices are, and morning skates are a little bit different, but let's talk about after a game. Uh, we'll the reporters that are at the game. We have a group chat with uh, media relations man Jamie Cartmel. With sort of five six minutes left in the game, he may send a prod out and say, "Hey, who do you guys want?" Uh, together, we'll all throw some names in, and sometimes as a group, sometimes individually. But we'll ask. Basically, it'll boil down to three players who played in the game. And when those players walk off the ice, Jamie has their numbers on the whiteboard in the room. So those guys know when they get undressed, they take their skates off, they got to hang around and talk to the media. We don't get a chance to talk to all 20 guys aren't sitting there waiting for the media. It doesn't work that way. right? We pick three guys, and uh, that's how it works. Those are the three guys we get, plus Jay Woodcroft, and that's four guys to talk to. Bob, that's enough to write a piece off. All right, so what happened Saturday in Toronto? In Toronto, the media that was there is Daniel Mujibowman and I. We asked for Ryan McLeod uh, because he had made that fateful mistake. Yep. And uh, we asked for DeHarnay uh, because he'd been involved with Tavares in that mix-up. And I don't know, we just asked for him. And we asked for, uh, I can't remember the third guy. I think it might have been... Um, so you oh, asked for 71 and 73, and you went into the room, and what did you find? Yeah, we found veterans instead. The veterans decided that, no, uh, we're not going to let our young players go out and, and talk about a game that our team blew and take the sort of the you know responsibility so instead of getting 90 or instead of getting 71 um, we got um, 91 and Evander Kane and instead of getting 73 we got 93 Ryan Nugent Hopkins <laughs> and uh, you know what I'll as a journalist, I, I think I tweeted this. I feel like you know we're it's our right to ask for the players we want to talk to, and in most cases we get them. And then this time, if that leadership group decided that no, we're going to protect these younger guys, uh, that's fine. I think that speaks well for the leadership group in the, in the dressing room. Uh, I, I and part of me admires that. Now, these guys are professionals. These guys are in the NHL. I recall Steve Smith talking as a rookie when he when he had his bad moment. And we've had our conversations behind closed doors, and this isn't something that that should happen every day. 
but it happened once, and you know, no one's feathers are ruffled. We can live with it. Remember Corey Cross? I remember Corey Cross. Yep, scored the overtime goal for the Maple Leafs against Ottawa, and had like 87 cameras around him because it's Toronto. Yep. And then two games later, they bounced the puck in off a skate the way uh, Chuck scored on off a of day Hernay in that yeah, first yeah, night. Yeah, right. Same exact same play, and Cross is sitting there, and he's he's there with a bunch of cameras on him. Well, so two games later in the playoffs, yeah. it's like, hey, you got to do it, man. It comes with the territory. Well, so, it, it it is literally. What, I, I know people don't care out there. First of all, about a journalist's job, I get that. Like, I'm on Twitter. I understand that completely. They side with the players, and that's fine. You're fans of the players, not the journalists. I get that. But it is part of being a National Hockey League player to speak to the media. It's literally we have a, a an agreement between the league, the PA, and the PHWA, the Writers Association, that stipulates media access. And that media access is if you play, you should be available to speak. So, you know, when let's talk about Ryan McLeod. We're not going in there to berate Ryan McLeod, right? We're not going in there to say, man, you made a dumb play. We're going in there to, to talk to him about what it's like to be that guy and why did, what was he thinking and why did he make that play. And, and you know what? It's not – when a guy comes out, Bob, we've been doing this 35 years, when a player comes out and said, I made a mistake and I don't feel good about it, it's, it's – generally speaking, we don't write him hard and people who read the piece don't think he's a bad guy. They, they look at the piece and they go, you know what? I made mistakes. And when I write that piece, I say, I've made a – I've screwed up. It's not, you know, people have this conception that we're all waiting to beat up on Ryan McLeod. It's the furthest thing from the truth, right? Yeah, it is interesting. We should mention that if Connor does not contribute a substantial amount to a win, uh, you know, I know there's been a couple times where, like, the national broadcasters, oh, we got to get Connor no matter what. Well, you had him pregame. Well, we got to get him postgame. Like the game in Boston, he he didn't have a point. The Oilers won the game three two, right? There, <laughs> you know, right. ESPN's got that game. They want Connor before they want Connor after. Yes. He's like, uh, you need to go talk to Ryan McLeod. He scored the game tying goal here, right? Right? Or you need to talk to Darnell Nurse. He got the game winner. Like it's well, it's, it's a dance we dance because you Connor, you know, Connor. First of all, he doesn't want it on that day when Ryan McLeod scores the winner. He doesn't want it. He wants Ryan McLeod to get some glory, right? He wants Ryan McLeod to stand in front of the media and and enjoy, you know, let's juxtapose it with what happened next game, right? Ryan McLeod had a very positive media experience in Boston and would have had maybe one that wasn't so much fun in Toronto, but that's life in the NHL, Bob. We all know that. Brad has texted us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. He says, Bob, it's got to be a tough job being an apologist for the Oilers' mismanagement. Great job, Bob. That one comes to us from Brad. I just said I didn't think they did a very good job in the Taylor Hall trade for Adam Larson, and Speck says they did fine in the deal, and I disagree. I think they lost the trade uh, just because of the upside that Hall had. But you're entitled, Brad, to hear what you want to hear. And he goes, by the way, Bob, how many cups do McDavid and Drysaddle have? How many did McKinnon have? Well, you're right. McKinnon's up one nothing over McDavid and Drysaddle. And, Mark, I'd say it right now, based on what we've seen so far this year, I'm going to switch focus. I still have Colorado as a favorite. I know, like Don Lucision, he has Edmonton as an 11% Stanley Cup uh, uh, champion this year. I'm stunned it's that high based on what I'm, you know. I mean, I'm, I broadcast the team's games. I, I would love nothing more to see Edmonton win the Cup. But until Edmonton can beat Colorado in overtime, I'm concerned about that matchup. What about you? Yeah, it's not. A, it's, it's certainly not a... a 
it's a team you'd rather somebody else had to play, yes. <laughs> right? You know, they're just. I get it. They're not near the Colorado team they were last year. And, you know, when they Daryl Sutter was the one who said it was eight wasted days playing Colorado last year. I don't think they're that they're not that team. Landeskog hasn't played and you know, they've got some injuries and they're muddling along here one point out of the wild card. Uh, but you know what? I'd rather let Minnesota play him, Bob. <laughs> I, I'm going to tell you right now, the Leafs are going to play him tonight. And and Lekkonen got hurt now for Colorado as well. Right. I will predict that Tor- injury. Toronto, I could see Toronto beating Colorado tonight 4-5-2. Yeah. I'm serious. That Lekkonen injury is huge. He's a very good player. He's an excellent Especially player. Especially when the playoffs come down, Bob. Spec, great stuff. All right, Bobby, have a great day. That is Mark Spector for Aquarian Renovations, an experience worth sharing. Get started at AquarianRenovations.com. I found out today that we've actually got a couple more spots open. We're getting up there uh, for our trip to California in April with New West Travel. You fly to L.A. to watch the Oilers play the Kings and the Ducks. This New West Travel package includes airfare, four nights at the Marriott L.A. Live, lower bowl game tickets for both games. We're going to do a couple of welcome receptions, one in Edmonton and one in Los Angeles. For the California Hockey Tour, reach out to New West Travel or NewWestTravel.com. We'll come back with the Oilers Now injury report when we return. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The slogan, cars cost less than a task, has attracted people to our friends at Brent Ridge Ford for years. We often talk about them treating people fairly and looking after their customers after a purchase. That level of service has earned Brent Ridge their 12th Diamond Club Presence Award for customer satisfaction. If you want to be treated fairly with full transparency, call Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny and the Gang at 780-352-6048. Brent Ridge Ford, your Ford Truck Authority on the Auto Mile in Wetaskiwin. To the Oilers Now Injury Report, James H. Brown, Injury Lawyers. Trent Brown, the best football player I saw at the U of A in 40 years. Two-time CFL All-Star. One week, check this out, Brandon. One week, he was the Offensive and Defensive Player of the Week in Canada West football. You got to be pretty good to do that back in the day. It was unbelievable on uh, returns as well. All right. Uh, here we go. Uh, Jay Woodcroft did an availability today. The Oilers uh, attempted, uh, they gave the team a bit of a break, did not practice today. Uh, Zach Hyman skated this morning at Rogers Place. Uh, Ryan McLeod, it is, I, I believe, if I got this, uh, let me just check this. Got a little bit of information. Uh, Still waiting uh, on word of Hyman and McLeod for tomorrow's game for availability. Um, hoping for speedy recovery for both. Not concussion-related with Ryan McLeod, so that's good news. Dylan Holloway is in Edmonton, and I'm going to say it right now. Just remember, assuming Edmonton makes the playoffs, there's no salary cap once the playoffs hit. Just file that away in the... Uh, he may be an option for the Oilers. He was basically sent down to the farm because of cap-related uh, reasons. Guy can skate. Got to be able to skate come playoff time. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Randy Kilburn, former Edmonton Oilers player and coach and current head coach of the Alberta Golden Bears from Charlottetown, PEI, Ian Herbers, when we return on Oilers Now.